Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Insane in the Membrane, Edinburgh edition. Insane in the Membrane. Hello everyone, you join us in the middle of the Edinburgh Festival, it's in full flow, it's going very well, it's very stressful, but it's all going very, very well, everybody's having a great time. Uh, I was joined this week by Leo Kers, uh, who's a, again, I've known him for a while. He joined us at Comedy Central quite a while before uh, he set off on his end of the journey. So um, it was good to have him down. I learned a lot. I think it's important to talk to people who have different political views to your own. You know, it, 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 it makes you realise, shows you a thing or two about what's going on around, you know, with other people. Uh, so it was great to have Leo down. Again, very honest, very open. And um, yeah, it was a good chat. So here we are, Leo Kers. When you Google Jerry Sadowitz, my face comes up first. Does it? On the first face, it comes up instead of him. I did an article about him. Oh, right. Is he a hero of yours? Yeah. 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 Is that what got you into the comedy? What start, got you started? Or? Uh, no, you know Ryan McDonald? Yeah. So I was mates with him, and he was always saying, well, even when I was back at uni and stuff, when I was like 17, I'd mates saying, oh, you should do stand-up comedy and stuff. Mm. So I was always like, you know, I'm trying to make people laugh. And uh, But yeah, I didn't until I was like 32, and like Ryan said, come and give it a go. And you did. And then I did, yeah. And Same then you emceed my like third ever gig or second ever oh, gig. Oh, really? Yeah, it was my second ever gig, that's Shit. right. Shit. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Where was that? Do you know? That was down in uh, Putney. Oh, Neil, well, um, Neil De Souza. Yeah, at the, the, the uh, what was it called, Duke's Head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Fun. And man, it was a cracking room. It was brilliant. It was, up, was it upstairs? It was, so, yeah. it, was, it was downstairs. Downstairs. I think it was downstairs, yeah. Ceiling. Fuck me, you must have been <laughs> banging your head on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did that was se- I did seven there. minutes. And I had a man, I just had a brilliant, and I was like, no, it's not, I've, I've cracked it, I'm just naturally good at this, you know? Uh, yeah. And I was like, died up my ass like, for like every gig after that for years. <laughs> We've all been there. You go, that's it. I did it with my Edinburgh show last year. Right. I did it. I did an Edinburgh preview with Sean McLaughlin. <laughs> went on after Sean, who'd fucking reached it. Yeah. Because of his energy, I just went on with that, so I rode the wave. I yeah. just had a fucking belter. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I didn't even record it. I'm like, this is it. The show's ready. That's my second preview. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Second and third preview. Was, oh. <laughs> like smashing my teeth in with my own shoe. <laughs> Fucking bleak it was. So then in Edinburgh, I had this, I'd sort of built it up in my head that Sean was like my lucky, my charm. lucky charm. So yeah. I'd go and, his show was on before mine. So I'd walk into town, go and watch yeah. him and then go and do mine and take that energy 
Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, with, I did that with Funs and Games that year. They got nominated. Right, right. You went to see their show. Went to see their show every day. And got the energy. And then got the energy to get pumped right, yeah, for yeah. Money. yeah. It's a good idea. It's, yeah, fires me up. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm in my own head. Yeah, yeah. Just oh god, why am I doing? What's, why am I here? <laughs> What's the point? What's the point of me? Right. So yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know, it's um, yeah, good. So that's, you're the same as me then. I started when I was 32. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Sort of, yeah, didn't occur to me before that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like what well, I was interested to get you in because I love like, online. You seem to be whatever series you argue with someone, <laughs> but not even in a. It's like you sort of you. It's like you're not you're not being a cunt. You're just pulling them up on what they've said. Yeah, like you're going, oh, and then they go, oh, this guy's just being obtuse or he's being antagonistic. Yeah, yeah. When it, it, I mean, so also there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of received wisdom at the moment that just isn't true. Like there's all these people, you know, you can go on you can go on Facebook, you can say like you know, say blatantly wrong things like capitalism causes like you know causes loads of people to be in poverty instead mm. of like the truth is capitalism's lifted hundreds of millions of people out of poverty. Or you can say like you know uh, Venezuela's just failing because of sanctions against it or whatever. Or you can say like um, uh, you know what like there's loads of stuff there's loads of stuff that people on the left just say that just isn't true mm. like all this stuff is like Alistair Williams is getting like uh, comedians trying to get him banned like yeah, promoters trying it, to yeah. like trying to get him banned with promoters just because he's got a different opinion surely if like diversity and tolerance are good things mm. then diversity should include like diversity of opinion yeah, yeah, yeah and like those people who voted Brexit should be represented in comedy yeah and, absolutely uh, yeah, yeah, yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I had, this, I had the very same conversation with somebody the other day. They were like saying, well, how comes you're friends with that person? And you're like, well, I'm still friends with them, despite their yeah. political leanings. Yeah. In fact, listening to people that you don't agree with, it sort of, it strengthens your own argument, or it strengthens yeah. your own beliefs. Do you know what I mean? And just because they you, you believe different things, there's other things that yeah. you get on. I'm not, that, that, that idea that you just have to be friends with everybody that agrees with you yeah. is, is, it does my head in. Yeah. You know, I don't agree. You know, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't vote to leave, but I don't hate people that did. Yeah. And, you know, they, they've got their own reasons for doing so. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, yeah, it drives me mad as well. Yeah. I think the thing of Alistair, isn't it more to do with him? He was, see, he, he did that. He did, a, he did a Brexit Farage. rally, yeah. so he was like photographed on stage next to Nigel Farage. Yeah, it was and, so much you know, like the, uh, Yeah, Alistair, he does sort of look like American History X. He's got the like, he had the suit on, he had the slick down hair. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, my yeah. God, it's yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's very, it's, it was a little bit fucking... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Alistair gets like loads of shit, and like Alistair's a really good, really. He does a story, does all the clubs, you know, yeah, and like crushes. He's it. He's a brilliant so, comedian. So yeah, so you know, people should just let him uh, live or die on the strength of that, rather than like trying to like yeah. get him banned from. I hate comedians who try and get people banned. I'd, uh, I'd, um, what's his face, James Ross, trying to get hate and live banned. As well, he took uh, he took some time out from assaulting women to try and get us banned. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he was one of the ones that was like m massively going on about feminism and. Oh yeah, you ran a comedy night where you weren't allowed to do any jokes about like uh, assaulting women or anything yeah. like that. I um, want, pres ironically, pres yeah, presumably because he didn't want anybody criticising his hobby. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And then as soon as he was outed, like a woman outed him on Twitter and he just disappeared. Yeah. He took his website down, took yeah. his Twitter down, everything just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ran off. yeah. <laughs> It's like Hitler going to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, but he's still fucking oh, yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't do yeah. it anymore. Yeah, no, my moustache has come off, you know what I mean? I'm just a lumberjack. He's got his hair slept the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's it. That's why you know I you know, I count you as a mate. I've, we've we've gigged together loads. Lord, and, yeah. and I know if, if you and I were to see each other, we'd have a pint and a yeah. chat. But we don't necessarily agree on everything. Yeah, but that's that's not over here nor there. I yeah. mean, you know, you know, if you were fucking bludgeoning kids with a hammer, <laughs> I might go actually. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, well, that's these, the thing. Know, like these days, like everybody gets called a Nazi. I don't think it's healthy. I mean, like, I don't think it's good for people's mental health. I don't think it's healthy for society, like the amount of divisiveness and stuff. But people get called a Nazi. Like the barrier for being a Nazi is way lower now than it was in like 1939. You know, when you had like, you know, it's actually destroy a race of people. Yeah, but if you turned up to like Hitler now and you're like, you know, Hitler, I'm a Nazi. He's like, oh, what have you done? It's so Nazi-ish. And you're like, ah, oh, I eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted my country to not be involved in this group anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking mad, man. Yeah. And it's the, the the far left and the far right seem to be more or less the same the same side of the coin of the, yeah. of the same coin, whatever whatever the saying is. And you kind of go fuck. I'm, you yeah. like, and even if you go, well, I'm neither. I'm not. I'm not either. I just want. Yeah. I just think we all should be working together. Yeah, yeah. Because the planet's fucked. Yeah. We're going to end up. But then, is know. it? I mean, since I can remember, like, the environmentalists have been saying, "Oh, the planet's the planet's totally screwed, and we're all mm. going to die. All the trees are getting cut down, and like all this sort of stuff." The planet's still here. It's doing fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can still breathe the air, drink the water. Go to Tesco's buy food. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. when's it gonna when's it gonna turn into this dystopia we've been promised? You know what I mean? It's on the cut. We're there. We're nearly there, man. That's what they've been saying. It's like those guys holding those those signs. You don't get them anymore. Funnily enough, funnily enough they ended before the, <laughs> they've all got the world is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the world is nigh. Yeah, they're they're all in line now. Yeah, but yeah, all those guys with the end of the world is nigh. I think. They they died before the planet did. How ironic! <laughs> Never see them anymore. Those sandwich board guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, at least it was on. It was on cardboard. Yeah. You know, they weren't laminated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're biodegradable. Those signs. Oh, yeah. But that's it. I find. I do. You know. I, you know. I believe that human beings have damaged the planet. Mm. But the planet is such a massive organism. Yeah. It will just get to a point that it will just shrug us off. Yeah. And then we'll all get wiped out. Because we're not important. I, th I think it'll just be fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some bits, all right, the desert's going to get bigger. Like in Africa, Bangladesh is going to be underwater. But I wasn't going to live in Bangladesh anyway. You know Fucking what I mean? Hell. I was going to live in Scotland. <laughs> Scotland's made out of mountains. So you just so the sea level rises six six meters. We just walk up the mountain. It's going to be absolutely fine. In our vineyard. You know what I mean? Because it's like two degrees warmer. <laughs> wearing speedos. But what about all the people from Bangladesh? What about them? Well, it'll happen gradually. They, you yeah. know, it'll just be like you know, happen. And they can move further inland or whatever, mm. or you know, like learn to swim. I don't know. What, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it works. You know what I mean? I'll yeah. tell you what. I was in I was in Bali recently, and I was on this island in Nusa Penida, so I was like snorkeling and stuff. And actually, the amount of plastic in the water was was terrifying. Mm. So that's one thing. Like, I really hate single use plastic. I think yeah. we need to like stop that because I can't. Crazy. Well, I can't. I've said this before. Whose idea was it to fling it in the in the ocean? Cause yeah, because it, it floats. Yeah, yeah. So it's well, not like, so it's. I mean, I know that's it's a simple way of putting it. 
You know what's so stupid? Like we do our recycling and stuff, and that recycling yeah. goes into special bins, and then we we sell it to like you know, or we don't sell it. We give like you know, we pay someone to take it away, like total banana republic countries to take it away, and then obviously they just chuck it in the water because yeah. that's easier, and they're not like they don't have strong governance. I can't believe we're not dealing with this ourselves. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's ridiculous. So it's just this. So we so we all made to look like we're doing something. Yeah. On our, you know, and, it, and we get penalised as well if we don't do it. Yeah, if you don't do it, you get. But then, like the the government's always like working out ways to like fine you and stuff. Yeah, like that, you know yeah. what I mean. Like everything's just a way to juice money out of you. Yeah. Well, this um, I will say this today. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, you just feel you can feel the money getting tugged out of your wallet <laughs> yeah. with another thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 fuck off. I'm yeah, not. yeah. And the way, you, like, if you get fined, if you forget, like, say with the congestion charge, yeah. you forget to pay it. They treat you like you've gone out of your way. Oh yeah. To not pay it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the language in the like letters. Like you shoplifted. Yeah. yeah. You go. You I've, hold on. I just fucked up. I yeah, fucked yeah, up. yeah. Well, you're a criminal, and we're going to treat you like fucking, you know, like, yeah. like the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. And you're and like, it, I tell you what, this is an impact on like mental health, like yeah. as much as anything else, because it's like death by a thousand cuts. Because even like driving, like you're driving, there's just so many rules. So like you say, congestion charge. They've got this like. OLEDs charge the emission zone charge and all this mm. sort of stuff. Then you're driving up the motorway. There's like speed cameras every like you know certain yeah. like they're always changing the the thing so it's like twenty miles an hour. Have you ever tried driving at twenty <laughs> miles an hour? It's insane. And that's the that's the rule. Like these big roads. There's one up by Hampstead. It's, it's like you know there's no schools or anything. You're driving yeah. through like the woods. You try to drive at like twenty miles an hour. You get picked up for curb crawling. Yeah. God, it's ridiculous. I know it's fucking stressful. It is. And yeah. now they're changing the motorways. So go, oh, they call them smart. Smart, smart motorways. Motorways. Smarter, like getting that money out of your pockets, <laughs> yeah, like you're yeah. Oh, it's bullshit. Totally. bullshit. And, now, so, and you can just feel that all of us, we're all getting squashed down. Yeah, and yeah. And the money's just getting squashed out like a fucking cream slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just yeah. going, oh, I just, I'm just trying to live. Yeah, yeah. And they're just penalising you for everything. Mm. Yeah. And I think the left uh, created the, the right wing. Do you think Created so? the far right, yeah, because... Um, like stuff like the um, the grooming gangs, so the left allowed those to to continue because um, they didn't. By well, man, did you see the did you see the report they did in it? No, like the, no. Oh man, so basically the the governments, the labour governments uh, in these areas, um, they didn't want to upset community co- cohesion. They didn't want to lose votes from the you know Muslim community and stuff because eighty five percent of Muslims vote vote labour. Mm. Um, and uh, so they didn't want to, you know, lose the votes, lose the votes, or do, you know, doing it. And also, like, you know, they didn't want to upset all the sort of white liberals who, you know, are just so scared of looking racist that they're like, oh, don't do anything about, you know, this. Mm. Uh, so people who report, social workers who reported it, uh, got sent on diversity training uh, and demoted. Um, really? And yeah, man, you got man, like, Far, I, I mean, haven't looked uh, into it. Like no. the, so I can't remember what the report's called, but it's like an official, you know, sanctioned government investigation. So it's not, you know, some far right crank. This is yeah. the official. And this is what from you the know, government, their own findings. From the government, their their own findings when they when they investigated this, and like, I mean, you know, Panorama and everybody did did bits did stuff on it, you know, yeah. based on that based on that report. But it's really disturbing um, the sort of level of. But I mean, I can totally, you know, looking at Facebook, mm. you know, um, just the this it's just this weird sort of white liberal guilt that means, um, you know, after the Sri Lanka bombings, you know, nobody mm. was nobody said anything, um, and they couldn't even describe the people being targeted as Christians. Like Hillary Clinton described them as Easter worshippers. 
Um, yeah, so she, you know, because she, she didn't want to just to find something. She didn't want to yeah. say, you know, this is Muslims attacking Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. the um, the New Zealand uh, attacks, uh, where that that guy, the white guy, went in and like shot loads of Muslims. Um, you know, they're like, oh, this is a slaughter of, of Muslims, and like, um, and we need to ban. They banned Jordan Jordan Peterson's books. Uh, they pulled them from bookshops. You know, they said, you yeah. know, all this sort of stuff, and they said anybody who's like, you know made a joke or you know done anything like you know to the to the right of, of Mao has uh, contributed to to this thing which is the equivalent of saying you know blaming any you know imam for for mm. the for for any sort of islamic uh, islamic attack or grooming yeah, so yeah i mean i think the left by you know having this you know total double standards turn a blind eye to all the bad stuff right. um they've you know really sort of given people a reason you know they've created yeah tommy robinson as a sort of rallying point do you not, these reports there from the government, do you not think, because we, at the moment, it seems to be we're under a right-wing government, so wouldn't their well, findings... Centrist government. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. So their findings wouldn't sort of lean more towards the right, sort of skewed in that direction. No, I mean, think? some no. of this is, is just an objective, yeah, objective right. report. Yeah. So, yeah. See, this is the thing, I don't understand enough about it to say whether... I'm not I'm not right, but I'm not, sometimes I see the left, I go, like, to the far left. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. None of this is helping. Yeah. Just all this name calling on both sides. Yeah, yeah. You should be coming together. And so we don't have people like Tommy fucking Robinson yeah, rising yeah. up. Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that, it's, you know, and then that's the, you know, and I'm in the, that's, that's, so I suppose I would be more centrist. Yeah, yeah. I guess. But even that, even that, if you go, I'm more centrist, they go, oh, well, you're clearly right. You yeah. Know, well, no, I'm just, I'm just seeing it from both sides, and yeah, yeah. Can see the, I can see the fucking mess that's created these far yeah, yeah. left and right. Oh, it's, and it's groups. hilarious watching, you know, li- you know, white liberals tie themselves in knots, trying to like um, be okay with, uh, you know, Islamic misogyny and homophobia. Mm. It's, uh, it's, re- it's such a bizarre thing to be alive. Yeah. So would you kill yourself more? You'd be more right wing. I know because you did a show talking about. Called right wing, yeah, 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 but well, that was ironic. No, no, and no. everybody assumes it's ironic. Yeah, I thought it was, it's, yeah. it's mental. Like, oh, <laughs> like everybody, oh you, you don't really think capitalism's a good thing, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it totally is. Are you mental? Like, shouldn't, I shouldn't use the word mental uh, <laughs> on a mental health podcast, but like, you know what I mean? I get what you mean, <laughs> yeah, but you're. But that I saw a thing the other day, and I agreed with it. I well, I, I, again, it comes from a place of not really understanding the the, the, the the mess we're in. Yeah. From the guy that said, uh, it was the other day, I can't remember his name, but he was saying about the, the, the way that we're going to move forward and help rebuild the planet is to get rid of capitalism. Who's that? I can't remember his <laughs> name. It was on it a like thing. Jones or something. I mean, every, everybody... <laughs> it was an American guy. It was an American um, economist guy. I can't remember right. his name. But it was on a. He, he explained why capitalism was so bad and why it's yeah. the, it's the reason we're in the mess. There's we're millions in. of people say that capitalism's bad, but um, really we're not. We're not in a in a huge mess. I mean, if you look at um, you know living standards, uh, health, longevity, um, fertility rates, and stuff like, we're actually things have been improving vastly over the last you know hundred years. But then there's um, more homeless now, and there's more. Like the no, NHS there's, there's is not. Fucked. No, no, the NHS. This is another myth. The NHS isn't isn't fucked. I mean, have you have you used the NHS recently? I had yeah. to, I had to, I had to use the NHS uh, about six months ago, and it was it was fine. And yeah. like, not only so like, I got run over when I was like seventeen, so right. you know, I've got some problems from that. But like, 
so all I needed, all I needed was like, you know, to see about, you know, this thing with my leg. And I was seen by like psychologists and stuff to see if I was getting any, you know, the amount of like extra care, the amount of like, it was a total like gold. It wasn't like a, a system that's been stretched to breaking point and yeah, they could just fit it. Yeah, make it sound like it's all yeah, operating yeah. out of a porter cabin in Lewisham. <laughs> yeah, no, it's doing And there's like ants and yeah. fucking shit running around. Yeah, I mean, a, a system like the NHS is always going to have problems and it's always, because it's huge and it's like, yeah. the, you know, I think it's the biggest employer in the UK and stuff and it's like, but uh, genuinely it, it provides it provides a good standard of service um, for the for the budget you know per per head yeah. of the population. We pay less. In fact, we pay less per head of population for the entire NHS than in America they pay per head of population for just the administration for just the administration mm. of the insurance and all that sort of stuff. Because everybody has to be assessed and all the paperwork and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, which uh, sucks up loads of money. Um, so yes, I mean socialized socialized healthcare is a great idea mm. and. Um, it's just an efficient way of providing healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a. It's not as fucked as everyone says it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? So you say you got run over. You mentioned this earlier. Oh yeah. And you think that's? I mean, what, when was that? So I was seventeen. So that's about eight years ago now. And uh, so yeah, basically I was uh, I was just on my bike with my with my mate. We've been on this big bike ride up into the hills, yeah. like. So was this where you were living? Yeah, in yeah, like in Scotland. So it's really rural. So we biked up into the mountains, uh, stayed overnight, biked back down, and there's no cars because it's you know it's way out in the mountains. So um, we're racing each other, and then I come around this this corner, this British telecom truck's coming up to work, like coming up the road, and it's just filling the road. So I went under it, and it drove over my leg. Oh shit! And my legs like. My leg was pretty screwed. Like, yeah. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, Did you yeah. pick that up on there? <laughs> Jesus. You're supposed to not swear. <laughs> no, we swear on this one. We, I've, got, I've got a producer Paul to cut all the cunts out. I think the other day, it was, yeah, we're getting the opening show with like 20 cunts. <laughs> Dude, that's, so that's, your, that's a scar you're living with, and that's now. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it went over. It just smashed all the bone and like ripped my leg open and stuff. Luckily, the this is back in like ninety, ninety three or something like that. So the the guy, because uh, it's a British telecom truck, he had a he had a phone in the cab. So he could phone for an ambulance. You know what I mean? Nope, so. I'm just that. like you know, <laughs> no signal. You piece of shit. And, uh, so yeah, so the ambulance man, they took me to the to the hospital and they were like, no, we can't do anything. So they had to drive me all the way to Edinburgh. So it was, man, it was hours before I got to got the hospital and stuff. So a lot of damage um, had been done. A lot of damage, yeah. And they had to like take loads of bone out because it got like, you know, smashed up and stuff and they fitted a pin and all the rest of it. And then uh, it got infected and like, so I had like, you know, swathes of time in hospital just isolated, you know mm. what I mean? It's the, man, that's the good thing about social media. You're not as isolated from your friends now. No. Because uh, it was the isolation in hospital just, Oh man, it just it murdered me. You know yeah, what I mean? You'd read, yeah. you'd read a book in like a day because, like, yeah. you know, you're just nothing, nothing else, else to, to do. do. That's, that was talked about. Simon Evans touched on that in in his episode, and he said the worst thing that can happen to a human being is isolation. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's something we don't really have now because you know everybody's got their their mates just like you know on their phone all the time on Facebook on WhatsApp whatever, mm. and uh, also we don't have boredom. You know, there's like you know your phone's just a gateway to like you know there's there's games like anything you you've yeah. the whole universe to read. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't remember the last time I ever said oh, I'm oh, bored. Yeah, yeah. The only time it happens is if you go for a shit and you forget to take your phone and then you're sitting there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, when's this gonna end? 
When's this hell going to be <laughs> over? So tedious. A, reading a shampoo bottle, I can <laughs> Oh, God, shitting's tedious. <laughs> fucking point. I should invent something to, so I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. So how long were you in hospital for? On and off. It was ages. Like, it was ages till I recovered. Um, I had to drop out of uni and stuff, but then I rejoined uni. Um, but then, like, uh, I went back to uni, but I just, I wasn't, I wasn't right. I was using loads of drugs and drinking loads just yeah. to sort of feel uh, normal. And then I was just, man, it got to the point where I just couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't get a boner, like all my favourite things. And um, I went to the, I went to the doctor on campus, and the first guy who saw me was all like total gruff Scotsman. He was like, "Just pull, stop taking drugs, pull yourself oh, together." Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> great idea!" Let <laughs> me <laughs> put this book down. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a waste of time, mate. Did pull ups on the way out. <laughs> what a pussy! <laughs> And then uh, I went back, I was like, man, because it, it was like, you know, to actually go to the doctor and say, you know, I'm not, it was a, it was a big thing, you know what yeah. I mean? It was embarrassing, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I went back again and I got, I got seen by a different doctor and um, uh, he was all like, uh, he was much more sympathetic. Um, and he also said, you know, I need to check your testicles. And he got me to drop my trousers, got me in this gurney and like felt my testicles for ages. And then, <laughs> for ages. But he did this, he prescribed me with antidepressants. It totally worked, man. I can't, I've never been happier. Yeah, I wish well. I could get depressed again so I can go back on those things, man. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. You're the only person I've met that said that they worked. Everyone else just goes, oh, Really? Just, yeah. I don't know anyone else that, oh, that says, oh yeah, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, I took them and then like, um, I got a summer job in America as well. So I went out there and it was just like sunshine. And like, also it was a very oh, yeah. um, interacting with people job. So that like, you know, Probably, probably helped. Probably helped you know, too, but like, yeah. I can't. Like, I was just insane. I was like somebody in an American film. I was that happy, you know. What I mean, just that positive. Yeah, right. That, like just insanely, you know. I just like I could just stare out in the distance, feeling positive. You know what I mean? You feel your leg just fixing itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I needed. <sighs> but then I was speaking like um, I was speaking because I dropped out of uni again. <laughs> like, uh, oh, so that was when they wore off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I came back, back and then I dropped out of uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling very good now. I know what'll help. Yeah. That's fixed it forever. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so uh, it must have been like a couple of years later, I was speaking to my mate Desi um, from from uni and he was like, do you hear about that doctor on campus that got arrested for, for um, sexual assault? And I'm like, no. And he said, like, anything you went in with, anything you like, he has oh, to no. feel your balls, you know what I mean? <laughs> you go in with a cough, he's like, I need to check your balls. Like, you go in with period pains, he's like, I need to check your balls, you know what I mean? I didn't... I, mean, I was like, no way, he did me as well, he did me! I was in this for like depression or something. And, like, he, did, he was like, can I check your balls? He spent ages checking my balls. I was like, man, this, this doctor's so thorough, you know what I mean? But it's a doctor, you don't question what a doctor does. It's a doctor. Everybody knows that depression yeah. comes from your balls. Yeah, 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 the ball bone's connected to the head bone or whatever. That's the that's first, first week of medical that's school. It, yeah, it's everything stems from the balls. I didn't even like twig, they're like, why is he checking my balls? What's this going to do? Ah, oh, God. So any, any doctors? I'm a doctor. Oh, you just get your balls out. Yeah. Tuck in, yeah. son. Yeah, every doctor, anything I go in. After that, yeah. I, I just go to the doctor, you know, I'm like, so, um, 
So I've got this. Uh, I've got this. Toenail. Yeah, I've got this. Ingr- I've got this rash in my ear, and they're like, "Why are you taking your trousers off?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it all comes from the balls, yeah. no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And was he like? Was it a long massage? Was it like too long? Like, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. you know. It was kind of like you know. Because since then, I've had Thinking my back, I've had my yeah. balls checked by legit doctors, and yeah. uh, they they just sort of do it. They, they do that. Lift that them, they lift them up yeah. with a pen. When you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems fun. <laughs> Not like with a magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, this guy with both hands moved. Yeah. Mm. Wait. <laughs> mm, you feel depressed. <laughs> oh, God. That must have affected you when you found out. Uh, not really, I didn't no. mind. Well, I was just glad he gave me the antidepressants, really, and that yeah. really fixed me, so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Got, got wanked off by a paedophile. Woo! <laughs> These pills are amazing. Well, yeah, people always talk about the negative, the negative side of it. So <laughs> never talk about the sweets or the, <laughs> or the puppies. Yeah, I mean, I know there's no, there's no actual puppies, but like, no, there's, no, there's but the promise of puppies. There is, yeah. And that's, you know, that's got a positive spin on it. Positive spin, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. See, so your glass is half full. Yeah. If you, yeah, well, yeah. And I watched that. I watched those uh, Netflix documentaries with Michael Jackson and the, what was the other one? The, um, uh, the last year was abducted twice, abducted in plain sight or whatever. Oh, I know and, of uh, it. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. So, and like after watching those, I'm pretty confident that I could keep my children safe from paedophiles just by I'll ban paedophiles from the house. Oh yeah, uh, paedophiles won't be allowed in the house, and they won't be allowed to sleep with my children. Yeah, if they say that a therapist has said it's part of their therapy. You know what I mean? Which is what the guy did. He's yeah. like, he's like, a therapist says it's part of my therapy. That I've got to sleep with your daughter, and they're like. Well, we can't argue with a therapist, you know. <laughs> He's got diplomas yeah. on the wall. Yeah, yeah, he checked my balls. <laughs> <laughs> he checked your balls. Ah, oh, he's got to be legit. Come in, mate. No, she's upstairs. Don't even knock. Go straight in. <laughs> Shit, man. Oh, yeah, I saw that Michael Jackson thing, and I was still a bit like, uh, do you think he did it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. 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 yeah, there's been too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, because I was saying about the two lads, you like meeting Michael, someone like Michael Jackson would be a lifetime, yeah. you know, like the chance of a lifetime, wouldn't yeah. you? So why would you sully your memories? Such a good thing if it just to get money. Yeah, well, people do you? like money. Even yeah. like the the parents. I saw another documentary years ago when he first like died or whatever, and um, like uh, the the interviewed um, people who knew the parents and stuff, and apparently the parents were like allowing the kids to stay with Michael Jackson and getting like given watches and getting flown to Paris for like shopping trips and stuff while. Michael Jackson was with her kid. So it's like they get this nice watch, but it's like, man, what's that? Like, can you imagine, like, haven't you been like, oh, yeah, well, this is a really nice watch. I don't mind that my child was beasted. You know what I mean? Like, fuck <laughs> me. Just get a Casio. Just they get just, a Casio and don't let somebody have sex with a child. But that's, yeah, Jade said the same thing. She's, she was talking about this. She said, even if he didn't do it, you know, even if it was all legit and, you know, one, the one thing you can say about Michael Jackson, despite any of that, and if he didn't do any of that, if he was just a dude that was a bit, well, he wasn't a normal dude. Yeah. He's not a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, yeah. Despite all that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. still wouldn't send your kids yeah, off yeah. with this dude. Yeah. You just wouldn't. Yeah. Like you say, and then you go, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. I could tell the time when I'm 300 metres underwater. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh no, man! All that shit. So that yeah. so so the the accident of you were talking about PTSD. 
Yeah, I think I might have. I might have had something like that. You know what I mean? I think certainly. How would you tell the first doctor more. that? The first Scottish doctor, because he'd tell you to pull your fucking socks. Yeah, out. he'd be like, "I got the shrapnel in the golf." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dig it out with yeah. your teeth. Yeah, I mean, I tripped over some Campbell's soup tins. It's <laughs> <laughs> still a shrapnel. Still around the same time. <laughs> so you think, but, did you have? Have you been to? Have you had counselling and? No, no, no. Like, I mean, I, th I think it's all fine now. You know what I mean? I'm just perfectly well balanced, like all comedians. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think at the, at the time it was the the isolation and also just. I mean, because when you're 17, you're going through a lot of sort mm. of, um, you know, hormone. I mean, I hadn't, uh, you know, I was still like a kid. I hadn't had sex or anything like that. Although technically, I have my balls fondled. That probably That's counts as losing my virginity. But um, yeah, like you know, it was uh, going through a lot of sort of ups and downs, and you know, get like living away from home for the for the first time and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, um, I guess there's other stuff as well. But yeah, def I think, man, the thing that I noticed was like this: just my sense of self, how much it was like rocked by like not having a leg I could mm. that worked. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I remember when the bone knitted, and I could finally like I remember like run up the hill and just burst of like you know just I felt. Sort of powerful and strong for it's the first piece, time. That last piece went into place. And yeah, the bone knitted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wouldn't knit for ages because it was like there was an infe a latent infection and stuff because it was all ripped open. And um, so I had like loads of um, loads. Of, and for the NHS, then I was I was like on a waiting list uh, to get like the the final operation to get it fixed for like months and months and months and months. Just lying in bed with my my legs and my leg had to be elevated above my yeah. hip and it was like I had an open like leaking sore on my on my leg where it was infected. Yeah. All the pus was dra draining out. I had to Whoa. change the bandages like three times a day because it just filled Shit, up with this pus man. and man I'd think the NHS now would like fix it a lot sooner mm. but that was in the you know in the 90s under you know John Major's government so you know that's when the NHS was really really screwed yeah yeah right fuck man and so here you are fixed pretty much eight feet tall yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't affect your height did it that's amazing yeah. <laughs> maybe I got run over when I was a baby that's why I was so short <laughs> So what do you make about all this? Because you've you've been through the shit. Like we, we, I mean, we've joked about you getting fondled by a dodgy doctor, but yeah, you know, I'm a survivor. It's still, yeah, it's still. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you, so? So what do you yeah. make about everything? We see now we're all, you know, the current climate. We're all talking about mental health in a good way, yeah. you know, which is what we all should be doing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of the people who've got real mental health issues. There's a lot of people who've got like social anxiety or whatever mm. that like you know talk about their mental health struggle, and then the people with real mental health issues are the ones who get drunk and go on Facebook and are complete dicks, mm. and they're the ones that everybody like says, "Oh, you're a horrible person," you know, and all this sort of stuff, and they're the ones who end up killing themselves. Yeah. There was that magician who kept doing it. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but he was yeah. on the comedy forums, just being a total prick. But like, it was obviously he was just drunk, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and they're, like there's other people in there. You see them, and it's like obvious that they've just got you know real problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas the, the people who are all like you know doing these like well-formed posts about their mental health battles. Yeah. Crazy the amount of comedians that go on about their mental health. You think a few more would top themselves? You know what I mean? <laughs> to be honest, it would help the circuit. You know I mean? There's way too many comedians. Yeah, it's far too many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean. I think it's good that mental health is is talked about, but being a being a victim now, there's such a status, there's so so much power and prestige mm. involved in being a victim. Yeah, um, it seems to be people some people to, they're trying to if they find even a minute thing that they can yeah they can use as a as a hook. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, uh, this I've got this now. This yeah, happens, yeah, and like, yeah. And you just your glasses don't fit properly because <laughs> yeah. your ears aren't level. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. and that's not. I mean, I'm not knocking anyone, but that, yeah, even yeah. doing this, I've had people say to me, "Yeah, we just work in an angle." 
Yeah. You're like, no, this comes from me having been through therapy myself because I was yeah. a fucking wanker. <laughs> and then talking to other people that are being fucking wankers. Yeah. And they're going, how did you stop being a fucking wanker? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I did this. And they go, all oh, right. Because I think that's how, yeah. that's how male mental health problems manifest themselves, through being a wanker. Yeah. A lot of times you become like this dick you want to fight. I remember when I was, um, before I got put on the antidepressants, I was like getting fights and mm, stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being horrible to, to people around me. You know what I mean? It was, uh, yeah. yeah. And you're not, you're, not almost, you're not doing it sort of deliberately. Nah. It's like you're, like you're either doing it out of like fear or insecurity yeah. or then you get drunk and then you're like you know you're just wild you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I was exactly, I was, that's, that's what mine was I was I was an angry little shit yeah I didn't realise how angry I was due to whatever and it wasn't and it, you know, it reached a peak where I was just I, you know I was violent and horrible and and just and, and then so you sort of eat in yourself you know yeah. you, you're all you, you're being a dick but you don't know why you're being a dick and then yeah. you're angry because you're a dick and you don't none of it makes sense and and so you're lashing out and you're, yeah. and you're fucking smashing things up and and then you don't realise you go actually and I know it sounds wanky but you go fuck I'm the it's, I'm the problem yeah it's all in here yeah, yeah. oh if I stop if I just ah if I take some responsibility yeah and then I stop being a wanker yeah oh look at that I'm all chilled yeah oh yeah and so I mean that, there is something to be said about Starting with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then working your way out. Yeah. You're listening to Insane in the Membranes Edinburgh season. Scroll back through our past episodes from season one to hear from other comedians playing this year's Edinburgh Festival, including Phil Ellis, Simon Evans, Nick Revel, George Rigdon, Jen Brister and Ishan Akbar. All those podcasts and this episode have Edinburgh show details within the podcast description. Expand the details section on your app and come and see us. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is made by Dark Horse Digital. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. Yeah, and like the the sort of the male role in the world is like changing now. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, men are like you know some people are saying men are sort of redundant now, and it's crazy. Like talking to I was talking to the guy who made the um, tribe yeah. show with Bruce Parry. You know, he goes and lives with all these yeah, tribes. Yeah, and he yeah. said the one thing that all these tribes, all these hunter gatherer tribes, have got in common is most of the time we're just sitting around talking and having a laugh. Yeah, they're not like. Smashing out sixty hours in a you know air conditioned you know artificially lit office yeah. doing like you know crazy spreadsheets and stuff. 
they're just sitting around. They, they go and catch a kangaroo or monkey or whatever they need to eat. They cook it yeah. and then they sit around eating it and just chatting shit. That's it, yeah. And uh, I think that's how we're supposed to. Like, that's exactly how that's our brains are supposed yes. to live in like tribes with like we're secure and we've got people who look out for us yeah. and uh, we know our, our role and our position. And obviously, if you're a if you're somebody, I mean, a man or a woman in the in the modern world, I think women adapt it better than men. They're just better at handling their emotions overall. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not saying there's like massive differences between men and women. No. But um, but yeah, if you're if you're a man, you got all this like you know you want to go you want to go chasing after a gazelle and stuff. You yeah. want to chuck a spear, and uh, you can't do that. You know what I mean? You yeah. maybe go paintballing at the weekend, <laughs> but you're forced into this thing where you're wearing a suit. You're in an office. I'd, struggled with it for years when I had like a proper job and it made me really unhappy you know mm. at least with comedy I'm doing a bit it's a bit like chasing a, a, a woolly yeah. mammoth off a cliff well you've got that fear and you've got the yeah, you know, yeah. looking for the danger and, yeah and that like yeah. bit on stage when it's like you know, yeah, you know and, then, yeah. and then the sort of after and then there's loads of sitting about just chatting shit yeah but that's so. the side that's the side of capitalism that's, that, that's making people pushing people into these boxes and that, I think that's what people say when capitalism is bad. But I think capitalism allows us to choose what we do as well. So yeah. you can start, if you, you know, you could become a yogi. I could become a paragliding instructor. You know what I mean? You can find, I've found something I really enjoy mm. doing. Well, you found something you really enjoy doing. Yeah. I think under uh, socialist governments, there's far more likelihood of being forced. Like in Cuba, you don't get a choice what, what job you do. Really? You just get, unless you're, you know, connected to the ruling elite. See, that's because I hear the word socialist. So I go, oh, that just sounds... It sounds, it sounds a bit more free. Yeah, but what you're saying earlier was like the government taking money out of your pocket. Yeah. So it's your, you see it as your money, not yeah. society's money. Socialism right, yeah. sees that as society's money. Okay. So you were as, uh, being right wing is like smaller government. Obviously, there's things that are essential for the government to, to uh, run and things that the government should run, like the NHS. Like I think healthcare should be nationalised. Mm. Education should be nationalised. Um, and uh, you know, there's things you know. Everybody should have like a, a good start, good opportunities in life. Yeah. Um, but then you know, apart from that, you know, the amount of like you know, arts council funding and stuff like that. Why is money? Why is why is my money getting taken to give to ballet dancers? <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't get any money from the arts council. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, com comedy's not seen as art. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Even though it's like you know, comedy's the, the cutting edge of like you know, social discussion and like yeah. you know, push it. Look at Lenny Bruce. Look at Chris Rock. It's the last Richard place Pryor. you can say. Well, like like this podcast, we're allowed to say whatever we want. Yeah. Like gigs, we can say what we want. It doesn't regardless of what reaction you get from yeah. it. We're still there's still a freedom. Attached yeah, yeah, to it. yeah. It's like Rob Mulholland says. You know, we need safe spaces, but we also need unsafe spaces. Those, mm. those spaces are comedy clubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. But they don't see that. They don't. Yeah. They. I suppose they can't see. They can't. What seems to me is that the only time anyone gets interested in anything is when they work out how to monetize it. Yeah. Like with anything, like with, with what we do. Like you know, we go and do gigs and we do this, that, and the other. And you want to get you want to get to a position where you know maybe you're just you're doing your own tours and, and people want to work with you, but people yeah. it seems to only want to work with you when they work out how to make money out of what you do, yeah. learn how to monetize you. Right. Yeah. So it seems I don't know maybe. But that's a good. I mean, monetizing something that means you got enough value to you know mm. like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like money, people are always like, oh, but why? Well, are these people paid more than those people? And it's like, well, because they do something that society has decided is, is more useful yeah, in yeah. a lot of cases. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, obviously not in all cases, like footballers and, and um, <laughs> you know, black box traders. Mm. The high frequency trade and provides no social utility, just, you know, creams money off the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you are you involved? You're not involved in trade, no? What was it you were doing? No, I was working. Uh, I was working in criminal intelligence and oh. national security. So I worked for like uh, CDRPs, which are sort of like police and council and, and health and oh. fire brigade partnerships. Yeah. Um, taking a sort of um, multi-agency approach to tackling problems because like a lot of crime problems aren't solved by aren't best solved by the police. No. They're best solved by um, you know could be changes in the environment. So you need the council to mm. do it. You know to put street lighting in or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, could be changes in the transport links so people can get out of an area after the club's shut. So they're not milling around trying to get taxis, getting in fights and stuff. You know, there's loads of things that aren't you know. No, I'm just for a, uh, a police force can't a police force can't. Yeah. Solve. Yeah. I've got a, a my my stepson Grant is a policeman, and he was saying how. The, the the things he's dealing with on a daily basis to do with me, people's mental health is that people are really struggling yeah. because there's no there doesn't seem to be any investment in people anymore or in, you know yeah it's I mean? definitely yeah. been stripped back but um but yeah I mean I think there's well I mean I, I was I was working in that area sort of ten years ago the thing that the thing that shocked me was the so I was working alongside drug and alcohol action teams that sort of get you know problematic drug users and get them into treatment and uh, just the level of um, what do you call it, entitlement mm. from some of the people you know they come in like so we have like meetings to like you know see how we can best you know provide care to them and you know they're getting all this stuff for free they're getting yeah. like just hundreds of thousands of pounds worth for free you know what I mean like all their housing their money for food and everything. Uh, like um, their their time in jail, you know, this is all like you know, their all their medical stuff is getting treated, all the drug treatment, it's hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, like they're just getting like all this money, and um, and then they come in and they be like, yeah, well, you know, how long is this gonna take? I've left my dog tied up outside and it's worth three hundred quid, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, man, you know, what I mean, I, I don't know, like part of that stuff like that made me really right wing. I know a lot of social workers who turned really right wing after really? being social workers. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not to the point where they're like, you know, we need Brazil-style squads driving around just, mm. like, executing people. But, you know, I mean, there's... Like, Excuse your judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's, yeah. like, I think, you know, a lot of, like, liberals think, oh, these are all just needy people and, you know, nobody's, you know, going to cream off the system. Man, I grew up, like, in pretty impoverished, working-class rural Scotland. And so many people are just creaming the system. You, you, work, you get, like, some sort of welfare system. People work out how to work it, how to mm. game the system, and then they're just getting free flats, free everything, free money, you know, and it's like, even I've got a mate who just, like, his, his dad got a, a brand new Mercedes off the off the state. Really? Because uh, he's, like, going blind or something like that, so. He's got a car? Oh, well, it's, it's for his uh, for, for his daughter to oh, drive I him around. Oh, I see. I thought, I thought he's, so it's, he's going blind and like he's a, giving him a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, he's really so, good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so they've taken the, you know, the assistance money or whatever and just, um, you know, mm. bought, bought him a car, basically. But it's like, man, it's a brand new Mercedes. Why don't you just get, like, a second-hand Mercedes? Or, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't new, drive yeah. a brand new Mercedes. No. But that's the thing. Drive it's, a brand new Audi. it seems to be... You know, so you've got an Audi, yeah. <laughs> You're doing all right. Um, but it seems to be... You know, everyone sort of lumped in with... Like, because there are some people that are legitimately struggling and legitimately need help, but they're getting lumped in with the with the creamers and the dodgy people. Yeah, like everyone's just getting. They go, "No, you, we're going to treat you all." Yeah, yeah. Like you're all scumbags. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't. Th there's only three out of a hundred that get their uh, benefits reduced under universal credit. You know, a lot of this stuff is just overblown hype from from liberals. Um, I think it's a pretty good system, you know. I think, and they're all like, "Oh, but these people died after, you know, like yeah, that's, well, that's what we see, yeah, 
Yeah, but like, man, it's not like, it's not like people were immortal after getting job seekers allowance before. You know what I mean? Some people are gonna die. <laughs> like that's what happens to people. Eventually yeah. you die. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, I don't think it's like the government's not like putting it's a gun just, to it's just propaganda. Just yeah, it's like it's just it's just liberal propaganda trying to like you know get people to vote for Jeremy Corbyn so we can destroy the country and like you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think there's way more like you know people just creaming off the system. Like I don't I don't know anybody I don't know anybody who's in social housing that can't like work a job. You know what I mean? I mean a lot of people in social housing do work obviously, mm. and they don't get it for free. But like you know I just know so many people who even when I was I remember I was working at the council. There's a guy he's got a degree in law, um, and he's working as a policy whatever policy development guy at the, the council. So he must be on like forty five grand and stuff because local authorities are just a sort of, it's like a mafia of like, just these humanitarian, gra humanities graduates awarding each other ridiculously well-paid jobs that do absolutely nothing of any social utility whatsoever. Um, and he was uh, on, a, on a list for social housing. He, he said, really? yeah, yeah, he said like, you know, eventually they'll, you know, I'll get to that, that list and they'll like, you know, even accounting for like, you know, uh, his job and all that sort of stuff. He says he might get, you know, he might get lucky and get like, you know, some sort of social housing that'll be like way cheaper. And then you've got the opportunity to buy it once you've been in it for a certain amount of time. Got another mate, Martin. I'm not mates with him anymore, but he was uh, used to be used to hanging around with this guy, Martin. And um, so he grew up in a in a flat in Canada. He works as a graphic designer, wow. and uh, you know, again, you know, got a good you know middle class salary. Um, he's he had the right to to carry on living because he grew up in the in the social housing. He had the right to stay on and like mm. carry on living in it. Um, and then like the the right to buy as well. Right. And he's like, why has a rich guy got that? Yeah. And like there's, you know, there's authentic, I was poorer than him, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, for people who know how to work the system, for people who are inside the system, it works, you know, it, it's just, it just becomes a thing that you can, you can game, mm. that you can scam. You seem very well read well, on Well, subscribe everything. to The Economist, because right. uh, I sometimes do stuff like uh, Adam Bolton's um, All Out Politics show, Question Time, Extra Time, stuff like that. So I need to sort of uh, know, and also it's also it's quite interesting. Also, like the Economist, it's so like concise. Right. Everything's just like so they're um, they're not biased in either way. They're just uh, Economist just is pretty just centrist. Sort of, it's just pragmatically looking at the best way to sort of run uh, a country. So like, I mean, I just read an article about Brexit. So you know, with British Steel uh, collapsing, they're like, yeah. you know, is Brexit a disaster for the British economy and a disaster for like foreign direct investment in Britain? And the answer is like a little bit yes and a little bit no. Right. So they're very sort of even-handed, you know. Yeah. They, and they, you know, they back it up with with all the stats and stuff. So okay. you know, yeah. So foreign investment in the UK is like staying staying up. Um, and there's some stuff that's increasing. Like um, Facebook are moving their um, their WhatsApp development team, which is a huge thing mm. uh, to to the UK. Um, but they make it sound like since Brexit kicking in, yeah, everyone's leaving and everyone's all businesses are. Just yeah, like rats leaving. Yeah, some some things are leaving. I mean, British British Steel is you know certain certain businesses are sort of benefiting from a weaker pound because um, they can export more easily, and some businesses are uh, worried about the future. Worried about I mean, for a lot of financial stuff, it's about being inside the regulatory framework that governs um, you know finance and stuff and, and economics in, in yeah. Europe. So if we've got a different framework, then you know we can't sort of be in it. Mm. So they've got to move it to like you know Germany or whatever. Um, and for other stuff like British Steel, you know they import um, they import raw materials, so yeah. the weaker pound has made it more expensive to import raw materials. Okay, so it's funny. My dad, my dad used to, my dad was his boss was Gordon Brown. 
Brain away. <laughs> yeah. So my dad used to be in, he used to work in Brussels. He was always in Brussels. Yeah. And he was talking about that. Although he hasn't, he didn't vote. He hasn't voted to leave the EU. He just he was saying, look, he goes, I was there. He goes, the EU would come, would come with plans, and they'd go, right, we, we want you to do this. And the and the and Britain, the UK would always go, we'll just turn around every time. We're going, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And so this this idea that we were governed by the EU. And yeah. A lot of it was wasn't true, and my yeah. dad was at the, was at ground zero for all this. He's yeah, like, no, yeah. he goes, the, the amount of times that they try and they try and do this and do that, yeah, and, we were yeah. like, and we were like, no, we're, in the, we're not having that. We're not yeah. doing that. So yeah, there's that. I do. So I know that much. Yeah. So, but what I think because of all this propaganda from the left and the right, just your average Joe on the ground, like yeah. myself, you know, we I don't fucking know, and all I feel is, I just and a lot of people I imagine feel the same way. I just feel. Lost. Yeah. I don't know which what which, which is to what to do for the best. Yeah. Because like, you go, oh, we'll leave the EU, but then we haven't got we haven't got any industry to fall back on of our own. Well, we we know, do. So. I mean, we've got a pretty good. Um, you know, everybody assumes that the UK is just service service based and it stuff. It just seems like we've sold it all off. I mean, like every country sort of invested in every other country, which is a good thing. I think globalisation is a great thing, and I think remaining in Europe would be a great thing, and uh, Scotland remaining in the UK is a great thing. Like we need to keep stuff mm. together, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially like Europe is a sort of bastion against like China, which is basically a mafia state, and Russia, which is also a sort of mafia state. Um, so yeah, I mean. I've forgotten what we're <laughs> <laughs> just talking about the, the average Joe. Every, oh yeah, like, every like, day, like, you know people that are looking at Brexit, they're looking at it and they're just going, "I just want to feed my kids. I just yeah, want to keep yeah. the roof over oh, my so head." Britain's Britain's going to be okay because we've got like a stable legal system. We've got a good, you know, we've got a good base of um, of manufacturing. We've got a lot of sort of in, internal economy. Europe's going to have to keep trading with us because it'll be a disaster for Europe if it doesn't. Mm. It's not going to be that bad. I think either either way. I mean, it's I think. Overall, it'd be better to remain, but yeah. it's going to be okay. And we might still remain. We might have a second mm. referendum yeah. and still remain. I mean, that's it. It's, but it's just the propaganda, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. press. That's well, what honestly, I think nothing's, nothing's going to make... I mean, it's not like, you know, if we stay, like, your dick gets bigger and you get a Porsche, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's nothing's going to be... It's going to be like, you know, fractional percentages yeah. on, like, you know, financial reports for yeah. GDP and stuff. It's not going to be anything. I mean, unless you do work at British Steel... Then you're yeah, directly yeah. screwed by it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but it seems to be there'll be there'll be someone working out how they're going to make money out of it. Like, yeah, <clears throat> on a on a smaller example, um, carrier bags in supermarkets. Yeah, and they were like, oh well, they're bad for the environment. Yeah. So instead of just not not doing them, because we've all got fucking, we've all got enough carrier bags. Yeah, yeah. So the responsibility is on us to use those carrier yeah, bags. Yeah. So if you get to the supermarket. And there's no carrier bags. Yeah. Tough shit. You should have bought a fucking carrier bag. Yeah, yeah. But what they've done, they've worked out, oh, actually, because people are going to be, yeah. they're going to need bags. And what we'll do, we'll charge them. Yeah, yeah. And somehow those carrier bags are immune. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that. but that's the sort of, um, like, economists got this, like, behavioural econ economics is like nudge. Yeah. Uh, so it does it does make people like, before you just go down you know you just grab carrier bags and yeah, like you know yeah, fill it yeah. for stuff now because you got even though it's just like 10 pence 5 pence whatever it is it's 10 pence in Tesco's because mm. you know they've <laughs> they like just a bit, every little apparently goes, to, <laughs> apparently goes to charity yeah it goes to charity yeah, yes, yeah, charity, yeah. a percentage of it goes <laughs> to charity <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Charity, charity takes a Tesco CEOs on yeah. uh, luxury cruises <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like man I love Tesco man like I, I'm a club card member I can't 
can't believe how good the deals you get with the club card are. But, <laughs> oh, really? Um, probably shouldn't say that as like advertising. But, no, that's um, all right. We'll Tesco's it that's, that's, that's an example of like the success of capitalism. You know what I mean? Like, think how much it costs to like buy like a chicken or something like that mm. compared to like the cost in the 30s or the 40s. Like if yeah. you were going to buy a chicken, that was like you know it would be the equivalent of like you know 40 quid in today's yeah, money. A week's now you go wages, down, go yeah. down Lidl and it's like you know. Like three quid, you know what I mean? <laughs> this delicious, wild. <laughs> Not too wild. <laughs> so that, so it always seems there'll always be people going, oh, actually, we can make money out of this. Yeah, but then it's, it's good to make money. But yeah. capitalism is all based on like uh, exploitation, but it's like mutually beneficial exploitation. Mm. This is why things like the minimum wage. I mean, I agree with the minimum wage, but it's like. Minimum wage, like you got like two people, you got the employer who says like, do you want to do this for this amount of money? And this person's been like, yeah, I'll do that for that amount of money. Mm. And then the government gets in the middle and is like, whoa, 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 what are you guys doing? You know what yeah. I mean? No, you're not allowed to do that for that amount of money. You're not allowed to offer this for this amount of money. So then sometimes the deal can 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 break up. Mm. I mean, in reality, you know, I think it is good to have a minimum wage and stuff. But yeah, I think, but doesn't the minimum shouldn't the minimum wage be a bit higher than it is? Well, no, because then you're like, you know, what if somebody is willing to do the job for? Like my mum ran a business and she had uh, somebody quit. I remember this. She was like raging about it because uh, somebody quit. She was just like, I make more money on benefits than I do, yeah. or not not more money, but like you know, I'll make like two hundred pound more a month working for you than I will, mm. you know, on benefits. And so so she quit. And I was wow. like, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, but surely it should be more that because that you know you see you go into a lot of places and people are just miserable because they're not earning enough. So but may, maybe if they were if the if the minimum wage was up to fuck you know to, so, enough, to make you money for, go, well, we'd you be know. able to buy more scratch cards yeah more scratch cards in fact oh, that'd cheer them up wouldn't it so do you think that's shove it, it in the fucking fruit machine yeah happy now aren't they scum so do you think that's people have that just have that because that you, you mentioned entitlement before yeah you think people are now like they, they, everyone thinks they should have a yacht and a Porsche. And a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are like, so it would yeah. never be enough money, do you think? Yeah, but you, you obviously... Put the, you could put the minimum wage up to 100 quid an hour. The, it still like, wouldn't be enough. Well, if you put the minimum wage up to 100 quid an hour, it's not like people... That would just fuel inflation and, like, massive redundancies, you know what I mean? Because nobody could afford to pay it. No. I mean, like, you've got to understand, it's a, it's a sort of mutually... The pricing is just a information system, you know what mm. I mean? And it's the same with, with salaries. It's, uh, and with so many jobs, you don't need a minimum wage. Like, you ever get an accountant who's on minimum wage? No. You know what I mean? Some jobs are so useful and so in demand that yeah. they'll get paid 60 grand for them. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, some people genuinely struggle to fit into society. I mean, yeah. we're talking about the piss takers and the, you know, the people yeah. that milk the system, but there are people that genuinely can't function and keep up with it. Yeah. They're getting... But they, but it's not, it's it, but it's not enough for them to be given any help. Yeah. So they, so they don't know what to do. So yeah, yeah. You know, what do we do about that? Is it just collateral damage or? Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, obviously for people like that, we've got like social care and you know mm. all these systems and structures to support them and you know give them like free housing and whatever whatever help they need mm. to, to survive, um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always been people who, you know, have got mental health problems that stop them working or whatever. At least we're now not, like, you know, burning them as witches or, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is some progress, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't just, like, give them all a mansion because... No. 
We'll run out of mansions and everybody will pretend. Everybody will be like, oh, well, I want a mansion as well, yeah. you know? Oh, I hear voices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Voices are telling me to get a mansion <laughs> for free. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, more, there is more being done. There is more being done, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's, and no I, system's going to be perfect, you know no, what I mean? But I think, I think the press, the press caused more problems than anything. Like, I'm sitting here now because I, I don't look into it yeah. I, I'm just all I'm trying to do I'm trying to make sure my boys are alright make sure everyone yeah. around me is cool you know yeah. make sure I'm not a dick to anyone yeah and so you sort and of look after your, yeah. that's really important because I mean um, I think the first thing one of the first things that people who've got mental health problems lose is like their friends because yeah. they become like really difficult to, to be around uh, I mean one of my best mates he went through like horrific he's like sort of balanced his medication now uh, he works as a teacher and he's like he's doing well now and stuff but um loads of people just sort of dropped him as a friend when it became like really difficult mm. to sort of be around i mean he was like insanely i remember like he phoned me up so i'd stayed at his house like six months previously and um like his girlfriend had cooked a lasagna and stuff and then like, i ate it. i said thanks for dinner and everything and went to, to meet my other mates and like yeah. went to a gig and stuff and um he phoned me up six months after that just furious just furious because I, I, he thought I hadn't said thank you after the wow. lasagna. But yeah, because if you got like, you know, he was, he had some sort of like, you know, almost schizophrenic, you know, psychosis kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it took them ages to get his life. For ages, he was just on meds that then made him like really sort of just nothing, you know what I mean? He just got fat and like, you know, mm. like wasn't really communicating and stuff. And now it's all balanced out. But, um, but yeah, it's really man. It's really difficult to. Yeah, to, yeah that's the thing, it. isn't it? You, it? Because we've all got our own shit going on. Yeah, yeah. If someone, one of your mates, starts being a bit of a dick, you oh, don't yeah. straight away. You're like, oh, God, and I can't. you get the phone calls on like Sunday evening when you're having like dinner with your girlfriend, and it's like you know his girlfriend mm. in tears because he's like trying to kill himself and stuff, and it's like you got to like then you know spend hours like talking to him and like you know you know calm yeah. it all down and stuff when you just want to like eat some of that delicious little chicken and <laughs> own your girlfriend. Uh. But that's it, isn't it? It's difficult. Like, I know there's there's people that I know that you know they they're very they're depressed and they're fed up. They yeah. maybe their career's not gone out. They weren't thought it would go. They're and comedians, or, right? Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> and <laughs> and sometimes you're like, oh, I can't talk to that person again. It's yeah. sapped my energy. <laughs> but then I know I'm the same. I'm, I imagine there's people who go, oh god, I can't talk to Rich again. <laughs> Fucking miserable the other day. <laughs> I'd rather walk to the gig than get in the car. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Miserable cunt. <laughs> but it's but it's difficult, isn't it? With the way like we've talked already, the way things are at the moment, it's very difficult to take a moment and go, oh, well, maybe John's struggling because yeah. this isn't normally like him. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Well, I know. I know that's what we should all do, yeah, but sometimes yeah. it's not that easy. Especially if somebody's mugged you off and you're like, man, that prick, you know what I yeah, mean? But then they've yeah, done it because they're, you know, they're going through some sort of problem. And then they feel double by because they, they realise they've sort of mugged you off and stuff. You yeah. Know? And, so, then, and then they don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. They're embarrassed, so they don't talk yeah, about yeah. it. You think he's a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's where we end up people topping themselves. And, yeah, But yeah. that's it. It seems to be, because life is really hard, but we've talked about this before in other episodes. No one tells you how hard life is. Yeah. Like we all get told when we were growing up, you go, oh, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah, yeah. 
and then you get out there and then when you leave school they go yeah you're on your own now and you, and you sort yeah, of like yeah. door shuts behind you yeah and and like, as they shut it they're like oh by the way we lied about saying it you can be anything you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. bye one of you can be like prime minister just one at a time you know what I mean <laughs> the other five billion of you you're on your own good luck with your crest in your fucking yeah it's true isn't it you were just yeah. told oh if you work hard then you'll achieve this and you'll achieve yeah, yeah. that but they don't tell you that a lot of it's luck yeah. a lot of it is to do with people that you yeah. Like, like that old saying it's not what you know it's who you know Yeah, yeah. none of this is talked about it's just all this bullshit to tick boxes and make yeah. sure the, the stats in the score are in the right place and then, yeah. cause that's all we seem to be doing at school now is passing tests so the yeah, school's yeah. doing alright yeah yeah and you just get seen as just you're just a commodity for the school yeah and then you get binned out yeah into the world yeah yeah but then, like, measuring it, you know, I know teachers hate, like, getting measured and all this stuff, but, like, what, there's that saying, what gets measured gets done or something like that. Right. I can't remember what it is. Because when, when I was working for police, local authorities and stuff, they were all moaning about being measured as well. But, like, man, people who work in public sector, well, anywhere, mm. got a huge propensity to sit about in their arse doing nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mad. There's a bit of that. I know, I mean, I've done it myself. The jobs yeah. I've had when I've been growing up, you know, you, yeah. you talk a good talk. Yeah. But oh, you get a job interview. You get yeah. away, but you get if you can get away with sitting around on your ass. Oh man, you know, yeah. There's yeah. so many times you'll go. They they go. Oh, I've been really busy, and you, go, yeah, you yeah. haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should have been done yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And you've been it was, sitting around on your asshole. It was great working in intelligence and stuff. Like when I worked in the private sector, so I was a consultant, and then like because you had the sort of the expertise, nobody knew how long stuff took to get done. No. And sometimes it would be like quite quick and easy to to do things. You'd just be working like you know, maybe an hour a day. But it's, you know, you're bringing that, sort of, they're paying you for their, your expertise rather than time. And I mind mean, yeah. people saying, like, how come you got such a good tan? And it's because, like, any time the sun came out, I just picked up some papers and just walked out <laughs> down the road, around the corner, went to the park, just laid down, got a tan. You know? <laughs> and then walked back in and, like, just make sure the leaves are off you. <laughs> and everybody just, you got this paper, so everybody just thinks you've been at a meeting, you know? <laughs> I think we're really good at that in the UK. We yeah, talk a yeah. good talk. Yeah, well, yeah, productivity growth is, like, terrible, terrible yeah. in the UK compared to... We've got a lot of presenteeism in the UK, like, people... I remember working at the foreign office and like it was just the, it was so important for us to be there first and like mm. go home last you know what I mean it didn't yeah. matter how much we had to do no so. there's a lot of that but I think that's I think yeah there's no conclusions no you just gotta just make sure we talk to each other and yeah well, also do, find really. something you really like doing yeah yeah and that's the key as well because you know like a, even if it's like a hobby or whatever because I don't know I was really unhappy when I was working in an office and um not like totally. I mean, there's there's some stuff where I like the state as a working, you know, in sort of national yeah. security and sort of you know, yeah. you know, in government and stuff like that, um, and in policing, you know, because it's quite, it's quite, you know, it's exciting sometimes, um, and I like the money, and um, you know, I liked I was always working on something different, but like just working in an office, man, it made me so unhappy. Yeah. It's just not a way to live. No, it's not a way to live. That's not what we're meant for. Yeah, that's not what we're meant for. Locked like. in a fucking yeah. cubicle. Now I get to sleep as long as I want most days. Yeah. I just get to sleep till I'm not tired anymore, and that's like <laughs> such a. That's what you're supposed to you do. Get to sleep you sleep know so I mean? much that you get tired again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so that yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, get a hobby, get something that you enjoy yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Just to get that frustration out. Yeah, and like interact with people, like you know. Like the social interaction is like so so important for staying happy, mm. and you know doing something, getting absorbed in something, 
making something. Well, I was yeah. talking to Andy Zapp about this the other oh, day. Yeah, like, yeah, so he yeah. started, you know, making. He started this uh, importing like antiques and all this sort of stuff, and he started making. He's importing these like old crazy valves from power transformers. Yeah, you know, ones in the the power lines, but they're sort of antique ceramic ones. And he's making coffee tables out of it. And it just says how satisfying it is. Like yeah. actually just making these tables with his hands. Yeah, because I seen this within this deep yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. That need to create and yeah, yeah, you know, totally do something that yeah. isn't under a fluorescent tube. Yeah, yeah, just hacking away dick. on an Excel spreadsheet. You know yeah. what I mean? Although it was kind of satisfying, like building um, building tech stuff. You know, so I guess it's a different kind mm. of still creating. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I think like, talking to someone like you that, like like you know, the right wing leaning. But when you actually talk to you, like when you talk on a, on a social level. You are about human beings and human beings looking out for each other yeah. and, and trying to survive. And I think that's what's missing in the big arguments. Is yeah. that no matter doesn't matter about your political leanings. Yeah, you're not evil. Yeah, you're not burning people. You're not rounding them up and putting them on trains. Yeah, not yet. <coughs> oh God, <laughs> <laughs> is that next? Is it? <laughs> Leo, thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me on, man. Cheers, nice, man. Nice one. Cool. Where can we find you? Instagram at Scottish Comedian. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it was available. Scottish comedian. <laughs> Brilliant, eh? Some Scottish comedian. Now I've got to post like Scottish stuff. Remember oh, that's it, yeah. Everybody's got, about the Scottish, it's got the Scottish flag on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Scotland the Brave. <laughs> nice one, Leo. Thanks. Yeah, man. thank you. Insane in the membrane. Nice one, Leo. Thanks for coming down. Another great chat. You'll find ticket details for Leo's Edinburgh show in the podcast description on your app, along with uh, the remaining tickets for my own show, Rich Wilson, Death Becomes Him. But do rush and get those because they are selling out, mate. I hope you've enjoyed the Edinburgh season of Insane in the Membrane. Until next time, bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.